What's up, guys? It's your girl, Jamie's Arsuela, the political poet, and you're tuned into Poetry, Prose, and Politics. So on today's episode, I want to talk about, well, I want to talk about the Black vote as the title of this episode is called. So much so um, that the title of the entire series, this five-part series that I'm doing, is called The Black Vote. And you may say, well, Jamia election season is over. I mean, unless we live in Georgia and we're voting for the Senate or re-voting for the Senate, then, I mean, I did my job. Joe Biden-elect will become president on the 20th of January and uh, Vice Madam Vice President-elect uh, is the first black, black and woman to be sitting as vice president. We did everything. Why are we really talking about the black vote and you know with things like being able to talk about trump not conceding being something i see on whatever news it is that i'm watching i feel like almost every day i chose to dive deeper into this topic especially now because i felt like i gave mass media or mainstream media uh, news outlets i gave them the chance to dive deeper in having conversations that i felt like needed to be had as a political science major that does this podcast the purpose of this podcast is to create digestible content for gen z and millennials alike uh and make politics something that isn't interesting uh to make it entertaining (laughs) in a way um and also as a black woman i suppose with the history of having grandmothers uh stripped away and told that they weren't allowed to be in spaces that i want to potentially fill up And they weren't allowed to have conversations that I want to have. Um, And it's unfortunate that mainstream media, more popular uh, news outlets didn't have these conversations. And they continue to re-talk about um, the same information or the same stories when there are plenty of other stories that I feel like could be had. And the black vote in particular is one conversation, is a story that I feel like we really need to understand because with its 100 and nearly 50 plus years of existence, it has definitely changed over the decades, at least our right to vote as black people, my right to vote, my grandmother and great grandmother's rights um have definitely changed and will continue to change as this country evolves for my son and his son to be and so on and so forth so i guess i decided to re-talk about re-light the fire of the black vote because there are a lot of stories that weren't told there are a lot of things that happened this election this go around that weren't talked about and needed more diving um, into to to look deeper in. One example would be that there are more black male voters who voted for Trump 
than last term. And I couldn't imagine why in the wake of George Floyd's death and with him not denouncing um, white supremacy, with everything that he hasn't fixed in America, why black male voters, more black male voters, would vote for someone that wasn't helping um, our community. And then on top of that, um, talk about the future, talk about the promises of uh, this new presidency and what they will bring or hope to bring in the next coming four years, uh, or at least within the next hundred days or the first hundred days of their term. So with that being said, <laughs> without further ado, here is With COVID putting a damper on connecting and networking, I had to find a new way to business card. That's why I went with Link. My Link card allows me to share my podcasts, social media, websites, or whatever else about me while still keeping it safe and social distancing. The card's NFC capability allows me to share all of that in just a tap of the phone. And the QR code on the back lands people to a custom page that I've modified for Black Lives Matter or COVID updates. In fact, you can listen to this very episode up on there now. So say goodbye to handing out your old business cards and say hello to Link. And because you're a part of the Speak Free fam, enjoy a 15% off discount by using Poetry Pros at checkout. That's visiting linkapp.com and typing in Poetry Pros. That's L-I-N-Q-A-P-P dot C-O-M and typing in P-O-E-R-T-Y-P-R-O-S-E when you get like me and grab yourself a new way to business card. So back to the topic at hand, which is the black vote. Let me start off by saying that this episode is in no way shape or form about to answer any questions that it is that I have or really dig into the findings that it that I looked into rather this episode is a introduction to what is to come with all the later episodes uh the questions that I had my disappointment in mainstream um news media outlets etc etc but also it's to get your brain thinking about questions that we should ask more often um, and ways that we should move so that we as black people or we as people in general, people that are petitioning to change regardless if you're black or not, but understanding that there is a problem uh, within the LGBT community of America um, Understanding that there is a problem with all minorities. Uh, understanding that <laughs> we live in a world where we are continuously catering to the feelings of bigots. Um, and how we will better be able to navigate with that understanding. How we will better be able to, to operate uh, and get change done. 
or to simply just ask yourself a question and to deep delve deeper into a topic and not just look at the surface and say that's what it is uh it's just the surface level stuff really scratch it and see if you can find the gold under it and what i mean by that is um for instance gary chambers is somebody that i follow on social media uh and i guess he's more he's an activist um I'm not really sure what his title would be considered, uh, actually, but I would suppose that he's an activist um, and a commentator of what's happening politically and how his community, our community, the Black community, Black community can better thrive. Um, and within, I, I won't limit him to that, but yeah, that's what I would think. And he tweeted something like what's going on in Atlanta I mean what's going on in Georgia because Georgia was able to flip you know it's possible in other parts of the south like Mississippi it's possible in Alabama it's possible in Louisiana and then I said yeah what is going on why is it that there are so many black people that live in the south and yet I mean obviously we know that evangelical Christians which uh the 45th claim to be now, um, you know, moves with him. Um, but why is it that they have a bigger voice over, um, black people essentially, and what it is that we want for America when they live in those, those areas and those, they take part of those demographics. Is there still voter suppression that (laughs) was being dealt with back pre-civil rights that's being, that's legal now? What's going on with those states? Another thing that I was intrigued by was that there were more black men that voted for Trump this go around this election than there were four years ago. Yeah, you heard me right. In the midst of a pandemic that 45, the 45th failed on because he took away the task force that Obama set in place for for pandemics. He took away Obamacare that would have aided in the bills that people would have gotten um, even coming home to a pandemic uh, after being in the hospital from COVID and still needing to pay their home bills, still not having a job because they lost it uh, with all the sick hours that they took up, et cetera, et cetera. Why is it that this person that refuses to um, refuses to denounce white supremacy uh, had nothing good to say for George Floyd and Breonna Taylor uh, would get more black male support, um, especially when it's very clearly seen that black men are targets and it's like it is a there are things in regards to the black diaspora that I won't be talking about. Our vice president, who is a part of the black diaspora, her being a her being the child, the product of a Jamaican immigrant who isn't going to share who shares similar descent of, you know, and can tell the black story of America, but just has a different 
culture, I suppose, as well as her being mixed not only with just black, but Indian as well. And her equally being just as black as she is Indian and having a dual identity, but still being a part of the black diaspora. So that brings me to say there are many things about the black diaspora uh, that would be extremely hard for me to talk about during the series that I just won't be discussing. An example of that would be with uh, there being Afro-Cubans and with me being from Florida, why there was a loyalty to Trump, why there was a loyalty to the conservative party when it came to Cuban-Americans, despite with them previously being refugees at one point in history, um, then standing by somebody that is putting people in cages in detention centers and ripping children apart from their their families in detention centers and keeping them there uh, in inhumane conditions uh, when that wasn't the reality of what happened to Cubans that came to America. How could they stand by um, somebody that would do something that happened to uh, a family that was coming to this country for, I don't want to say the same reasons, but it's it's still refuge from the life that they had back where they were when they were in Mexico or Venezuela or wherever else uh, in South America. I won't be talking about the that part of the black diaspora because it's just too broad i had too many other questions about me specifically my identity as a woman that is um the descent of the slaves that were brought here to this region and i would have to do a lot of history well actually i already know the reason why for, for that loyalty, but I just don't feel like it would be my place to talk about it because I myself am a descendant of the black slaves that were brought here to this portion of America. And the black diaspora is vast and I'll talk about it, but that's an example of things that I won't get to in this series. And for that being said, I hope it's understood that if there is another topic that you find me not talking about, that it's a, that's a similar reason because I want to stick true to who I am as a black uh, as a black woman that's the descendant of slaves that lived here, rather than um, other other cultures that I don't feel like I have the right to speak on just yet. Nevertheless, that is it for the intro of the Black Vote. And I hope you stay tuned next uh, in two weeks where I bring on one of my friends, my favorite poets, Sip, to talk about the South. Until next time, speak free. While you can listen to Poetry, Prose, and Politics wherever you stream your podcasts, be it Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm does allow you to leave me a message so that you can join in on the conversation. You can also support this podcast with small monthly donations to help sustain future episodes. You can donate as little as 99 cents a month. Just visit 
anchor.fm forward slash the political poet. That's A N C H O R dot FM forward slash T H A P O L I T I C A L P O E T. Wow, that's a mouthful. And then click support. Lastly, I mean, don't forget to follow me. And you can find me on almost all social media platforms at Jamia Zarsuela. And as always, guys, speak free. Until next time, catch you later.